is, it's me, it's TRG, the rambling gambler, a vest wearing, ring bearing, son of a salesman. Come with me if you want to win, because this is our Casino Combat Podcast. So much to talk about. Let's go. Let's do this. All right. Non-binary persons, ladies, gentlemen, little baby new year. Do not gamble with money you cannot afford to lose. Do not gamble with money you need to pay your bills. My past performances are not indicative of anyone's future results, including my own. If you have a gambling problem, contact your local problem gambling hotline. If you do not know your local problem gambling hotline number, send an email to help at casinocombat.com. We will find that number for you. We will make it available to you. Everything I'm going to share with you in this podcast is based in fact. Names and dates have been altered to protect the innocent and the guilty. Minor items, unrelated outcomes may be omitted in the interest of brevity and clarity. Good morning, Vietnam! Yes, we actually just, before I turned on this mic, we just had our first download from there, our first listen from Vietnam. Um, I I gotta tell you, that's one of the most amazing things to me. I guess maybe it's a, a function of my age, but the very idea that you know, I sit in my office in the Midwest, I talk into the air, and somebody in Vietnam took the time to, to listen to my ramblings about uh, how I think gambling should be approached. That's that's just stunning and cool and, and very fun. Um, so, look, I should be beat. I should be tired. I should be worn out. Um, we had holidays and work and family and, and travel and a podcast, but I'm not. I am pumped up. Uh, I've probably got enough on my mind for two episodes. So let me tell you what I plan to do today, and we will see if I can stay on topic and on task as we go through things. Um, and if we don't, hopefully the detour's fun. It's the end of the year. Lots of chatter in person and online about points and point resets and what comps people get. And that's all part of having a player's card. And having a player's card is a core concept. So I thought... Maybe I'd share some of what uh, is on my mind on those topics in the core concept segment today. We have not talked about Casino Wisdoms in the past few episodes. So I thought I'd do kind of a review, if you will, of some Casino Wisdoms that really have applied in my world over the last week or so. I think it could be a good refresher. Kind of get some of the Casino Wisdoms back in people's mind as we start the new year. Maybe starting uh, to, to try some new gambling habits. Mrs. TRG put together a great casino ramble to wrap up 2020, and I'll tell you about that in the travel segment. And then finally, I hope you'll join me in the VIP lounge. I I got to enjoy a VIP lounge in the real world this week, and I'm going to use our VIP lounge to share and interpret my results for the month. To Vegas and back and across the region in celebration of the new year. It's been a crazy month, and the date is a bit crazy as well, and I can't wait to go through all of that with you in, in the VIP lounge. I know many of you listen to every episode, but let's not forget the basics for our first-time listeners. There are games in the podcast and prizes to go with the games. We've had winners already, so I know you can play and win. If you're interested in playing and have not listened to episode 22, that's the episode that explains everything. And I also always tell you that I'm really proud of the boot camp playlist on our YouTube channel. It teaches the core concepts of Casino Combat in less than 90 minutes. And a really neat note on that, every few weeks... My YouTube watch statistics will show someone going through the entire sequence in order over the course of a couple hours. That's why I created the playlist. All the basics of being good at casino gambling and doing the side hustle in less than two hours. I have a fun story about the slot system when we talk about travel a little later, but I seem to have invented 
uh, slot strategy that conforms to most of the principles of casino combat, and it's made me money virtually every month over the past uh, at least six months, probably longer than that. Since I want to share exactly what I do with all of you, I wrote up the details of the strategy in a small ebook. It's free, 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 no shipping, no personal information, no upsell. It's just free. If you want a copy, if you'd like to read it, send me an email via trg at casinocombat.com, spell combat with a K, of course, and include the words slot tactics in the subject line. S-L-O-T space T-A-C-T-I-C-S. Put that in the subject. I'll email you a link to download the book. I want to thank those of you who have found us on social media recently. And were kind enough to like, subscribe, follow, share, all those, all those social media things. T-Rex and Billy with the great last name. Tell me we are starting to see more of those, uh, those fun uh, social media things. I'm providing the content, but uh, let's be honest. Those two guys do most of the work. Thanks, guys. You, you know I appreciate it. So, okay, there we go. The, the kind of uh, deck is set, if you will. The pieces are on the board. We're ready to play the game. Um, let's go do the core concepts. One of the core concepts of Casino Combat both concepts and combat spelled with a K due to fiduciary concerns, of course, is to have a player's card. Which is so easy you might wonder why it is a core concept. It's, it's a core concept because exploiting a casino's reward system, doing that extreme casinoing version of extreme couponing, is a significant part of this process. The house has an advantage on all of the casino games that we play. But if you pay attention, they will give away more than their advantage at the tables and machines in comps and gifts and free stuff. Losing months happen sometimes. But as long as we keep the losses small, the benefits of the reward system can more than make up for it. I've shown you some of that. We've had a couple months, you know, a couple months out of seven, where we won very little, but got plenty of goodies, and at least one month where we lost and spent more than we won. But even in that case, we got more than we lost and spent in free stuff. In fact, we won enough to cover part of what we spent. So why is this on my mind today? The end of the year is also the end of the rewards year for many casino reward systems. So in the last few weeks, plenty of allies, both in the real world and online, have been trying to get the last few points to obtain a new level for the new year. I did exactly that with my Vegas trip at, at the start of December. January 1st brought with it people seeing their points go to zero online, in some cases not understanding that they didn't lose the level they had earned, but that they were just starting through the process again. And in all of that, I've heard a fair amount of grumbling about what comps people get from various properties, and whether that's free play, freer match bet, comp rooms, or a bit of everything. And I responded to some of those concerns online, and I know that Billy with the great last name has also been doing that. So here are my thoughts. And an apology, because it's going to probably seem a bit blunt. In most cases, if you're not happy with your comps, it's your own fault. Not always, but most of the time. And I'll use my wonderful and talented wife as an example. She mentioned on our travels this past week that my comps are always better than hers. And she's right, they are. And it's her own fault. She knows why I have better comps. I have a larger average wager size than she does, because I use a larger unit size than she does. And this isn't about a bankroll or a budget. She has the same size bankroll that I have. 
literally she has her bankroll and admittedly she makes me carry it sometimes parts of it she she keeps about half with her to roam around the casino and she knows i have the rest if she needs more for any reason um look she knows basic strategy for blackjack well enough to handle almost all situations and she knows what she doesn't know and she doesn't care to bother remembering it because she's just comfortable asking for help the few times any day that she happens to need to know what a correct play is that she hasn't memorized. She understands and has her own version of positive and negative exit points. Her comps are lower because given an option by the house to play a smaller unit size, that's what she's going to do. None of this is a big deal. We can't use more than one comp room at a time anyway. She uses her imaginary money pool when it makes sense. It's, it's all fine. Our process is, is more than great. But I always tease her a bit and tell her when she complains and if she doesn't like it, she knows how to fix it. And she does. It just doesn't matter much to her. But it does matter to some of the people online and some of the people that I talk to in real life. I'll be honest, Gabriel and I often compare comps at properties that we both visit. He always gets larger free bets and match bets than I do. Now, I could be jealous of that, or I could be mad about it, or I could be angry at the casino. But if I feel that way, it's on me. It's certainly not on him, and it's not on the property. I know from observation that Gabriel uses a wider bet spread than I do, and that he will often take a much bigger loss at one table than I'm willing to take, and he's comfortable trying to dig out of that, that bigger negative, and I just prefer not to do that. He has also been playing a lot of craps, which has involved more money at risk, a larger house advantage, and more hours played. He should get more in comps than I get. So that's one aspect of this. If you're upset about the level of comps you're receiving compared to someone else at a particular property, you should inc consider increasing the amount you are wagering at the property, either by increasing your bet size or by increasing the amount of time you gamble at that property. Now look, obviously, we're only going to do this with money we can afford to lose. And by we, I mean you, because you're making this decision. You don't have any of my money in play. <laughs> um, look, so no sympathy for Mrs. TRG. She generally goes the same place as I go. She can gamble the same amount and get the same comps if she wants to. And Gabriel shouldn't feel bad about getting more than I do, and I doubt he does. There's no reason for him to. He takes more risk. He puts in more time. His comps should be larger. Okay, so there's that piece, and let's let's kind of sit it to the side. That is what it is, and I think it's easily understood. Look, but believe it or not, there's another aspect to this that I'm even more fired up to talk about and maybe help people fix. And this one bugs me a little bit. I've seen a fair amount of online chatter this week complaining about the reward system and comps at my local casino. And I want to be very clear, the complaints are right on point. The reward system at my local casino is mathematically inferior to most of the national uh, major reward systems in terms of what you have to gamble to earn a level. And then they have the audacity, this is the casino, they have the audacity to wipe your points every six months and make you earn your status again, unlike most national brands that use an annual system, not a twice-a-year system. And look, the comps are meh at best. I've commented in the past that no casino employee should set up a free slot play grid that includes $3 of free slot play. It's insulting. It's pointless. Just don't make that player eligible for free slot play if the best you can do is $3. Likewise, if the minimum bet at your table games is $25, handing out $5 free bets is just rude and dumb. The reward system does all those things. It deserves scorn and ridicule. 
And I have great a great deal of respect for anyone delivering on the scorn and ridicule part of this. But I don't have much sympathy for people who are complaining. And I do have advice for them, and I'll share that advice with you right here today. If you are unhappy with the comps you receive at, a, at property A, and there is a property B, shop your action to see if you get better comps. And I realize this isn't always an option. I mean, I understand that for some people, the closest casino is three hours away by car, and the next option is eight hours away. And if that's your situation, and you are unhappy with your comps, now you do have my sympathy, and and you do have a, a reason to complain. And I feel that. I would ask if you could dial back your local play and start taking more vacation-style trips every couple of months to Las Vegas, Atlantic City, I mean, Tunica of all places. If you can get to Tunica for a, a long weekend, you can choose which reward systems you want to play or get action at more than one. Look, anywhere there's multiple properties and multiple reward systems, pick one of those, and instead of going once or twice a week, whatever that is for you, you know, go once a month and, and, and fly a little or take a bus or whatever you need to do to get to those better choices. But look, anyone complaining about my local casino... And these are the people I'm talking about, people in this situation. Anyone that I talk to in person or online that's complaining about my local casino has six other casinos within a two-hour drive. And a total of 12 casinos available if they're willing to drive four hours. They can shop their action and see if any of those other properties are more generous. And if they are, they can just move their action. No one's forcing them to keep gambling where they're not being treated well. So let's quickly walk through, let's quickly walk through a hypothetical example of shopping your action. What would that look like? So suppose, like me, your local casino is less than 30 minutes away from your home, but you feel like the comps and benefits are not what they should be for your level of play. Don't shut down everything at that property, but if you are going four times a month, once a week, drop that back to two trips a month, and instead visit a property that's a further distance away once or twice, and gamble the same way there that you would gamble at the comparison property, and in the same amounts that you normally gamble. If you have a couple of options, start visiting both options once a month. After a couple of months, look at the comps you are receiving from each of the properties. If one's clearly better, start moving most or all of your action to that property. I would suggest that you really consider this if a casino further away is part of a national reward system. Those national reward systems have value beyond one or two properties, even if it's something you only do a few times a year. I mean, if you can get to a, a local MGM, a local My Choice, a local Caesars, heck, a local Boyd Gaming, um, and not to disparage Boyd Gaming, a, a wonderful property across multiple regions. That's not what I'm trying to say. But if you can locally gamble at one of those, even if you have to travel a bit of a distance, then once or twice a year, you can go to Vegas, you can go to Atlantic City, you can go to the, the Mississippi Gulf region, and, and you can do more of a resort-style, you know, long weekend kind of vacation-y kind of gambling session, and you can do it at least partially, if not fully comped. That's the idea of all this. So shopping your action just makes sense. Not all properties are going to value the same action the same way. And let's use my travels as an example to kind of illustrate this. My local casino's in a downtown area of a major American city. It's near arenas and theaters and restaurants and shopping and office buildings. And all of those things generate traffic for the casino. I mean, less so now, but in general, they generate foot traffic. They generate people coming in. 
Now, Casino One, on the other hand, it's in a rural area. The only things anywhere near there are a Subway sandwich shop and a few strip clubs. Nothing nearby, well, maybe the strip clubs, but nothing nearby is going to generate traffic. And it's certainly not going to generate foot traffic. There aren't even sidewalks to get there. It's on a country road. Now, in addition, while my local casino has competition within a two-hour radius, Casino One has multiple competitors that are less than an hour away. So combine the rural area and the competition, and my action looks bigger than when I'm at my local casino. It's more important than them. I'm often the only green chip player at the table. Based on comps, particularly room and food comps, Casino One values my business more than my local casino. And that's true of my home casino, Casino Two. It's more valuable to me because it's part of a national chain. And I'm more valuable to them, it seems, because they are competing for my business with Casino One and with another nearby casino that just it isn't part of my process at the moment. I think the idea here is probably clear. If not, you can email me and ask. But if with the new year you are feeling like your home casino should be treating you better, maybe it's time to shop your action. We have not done a moment of casino wisdom in a few weeks. So let's do multiple casino wisdoms right now. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. As I said at the start of this episode, I want to quickly... Okay, okay. Look, it's me, so probably not quickly, but regardless... I wanted to open the Casino Combat, Book of Casino Wisdom, and review some of them and talk about how they informed my life and my gambling the past week or so. New Year, a lot of us are reviewing what we do in a variety of parts of our life. If you're kind of thinking about parts of your casino life, maybe things you can adjust a little bit as, as a way to kind of change things up and, and maybe tighten up your game a little bit, maybe some of these um, help you. So we should start with a reminder, right? A Casino Wisdom usually, most of the time, combines information or knowledge about how casinos operate with an action to be taken by us as players. I find that naming and numbering them helps me remember to apply them in the correct situations. Obviously, I hope they do the same thing for all of you. And like any other book of teachings, we're not always going to remember and apply all of them, but the goal isn't to be perfect. The goal is to use them to improve what we do and win the game of casino gambling. So Casino Wisdom number 14 teaches us, don't tip away your wins. Now I say in nearly every episode, tip your dealer, tip your waitresses, tip your bartenders. I mean, particularly right now. Tip all those people if you're, if you're going to their casino. If, if they're braving the situation to, to help you enjoy a, uh, an afternoon or an evening, they, they deserve to be compensated a little something extra because the house isn't paying them very much. But keep those tips in ratio to your results. For us, this is always in our minds, both to make sure that we tip and that our tips should match our results. And I do mean that too. Winning four, five, six hundred dollars at a table 
and tipping $2.50 is not tipping in proportion to your result. And at the same time, winning $50 and tipping 25 of it isn't in line with your results either. So you got to think about that. We always think about that. I assure you, we don't tip away wins. But you know that because I report profits after expenses and tips are expenses. So what about casino wisdom number 19? If you have a choice, pick the better reward system. Jeez, I guess I should have just put the entire core concepts monologue right here, right? Actually, today was more along the lines of don't complain about your reward system, find a better one. But if you've been listening, you know I follow this casino wisdom. I've used the pandemic to transition fully away from my local casino so that I can focus on better national reward systems. What used to be multiple short stops during the week with some nice vacation trips has become more overnights and and distance trips. And this isn't pandemic-based. I've been in this transition for about the past three years. About three years ago, my local casino went from being part of Caesars, a big national brand, to just being its own little island. And when that happened, I started moving my action to Las Vegas and Atlantic City with just a little bit locally and finally reached my point really probably just about two or three months before the lockdown here in North America where it was just clearly time. It was time to finish breaking off that relationship or mostly breaking that relationship. I'm not saying that you won't hear me next week say I stopped down to my local casino and Gabriel and I had a bourbon and I ran into the the world's smartest man or, you know, I'm going to probably get back down there at some point and see those people, but it's certainly not what it used to be. And I know that their comps and benefits to me are going to be basically zero. So not pandemic based. You just happened to hear about the last few months of a long and probably somewhat ugly breakup. Casino Wisdoms number 22 and 23. Always play, number 22, always play your free slot play. And I recommend using my slot strategy one to to do that and take profit out of it. And always play your free or match bets strategically as part of your wagering system. Um, We always do this. It's really not even a thing, but a quick story. This past weekend, Mrs. TRG received a $5 free bet and she just overthought the strategy part of it. She misunderstood. She thought it was a match bet. And so she was trying to find a place where she could strategically put it into her process when she was going to be pressing up. And this went on for about 30 minutes and I'm getting smacked and she's getting smacked and she's not getting a place to press up. And I'm at the other end of the table, social distancing. And so I'm like, Mrs. TRG, that's the same as a $5 bill. You don't need to treat it like a precious diamond. <laughs> so we had a laugh about it. But these two casino wisdoms are just kind of an automatic... Pro- we don't even have to think back and say, oh, what is casino wisdom? Just boom, right? Slot play, this is the strategy we use. This is how much money we got. Record that information. Free bets, match bets, work them into the process and use them in a way that makes sense. Just use them as part of your bankroll for that one table. What else? What else? Oh, Casino Wisdom 58 teaches us that luck is the intersection of opportunity and preparation. And look, sure, it's me paraphrasing a Roman philosopher, but it reminds me that luck isn't really a thing. Preparation is a thing, and opportunity is a thing, but luck really isn't a thing. 
It's just positive outcomes from our techniques happening in real time. And likewise, when negative outcomes happen, we're not having bad luck. It's just normal, and we have techniques. They've prepared us, that word prepared again, they've prepared us to minimize the damage from normal negative outcomes. But that recognition that luck isn't a real thing takes some of that emotional sting out of losing. It helps us manage that aspect of the side hustle better. It helps us use our techniques and minimize the damage. Look, I like this one so much that I had it engraved on a custom knife I received as a casino gift. Or, I'm sorry, not as a casino gift, as a Christmas gift. It would have been a great casino gift, I guess. So, yeah, I really like that one. I like that one so much, I carry it with me every day. Uh, casino Wisdom 63 teaches us to plan around our promotions. This side hustle depends on the free stuff, providing a casino lifestyle to enjoy. And benefits that offset the small losses when they happen once in a while. Planning around promotions. This Casino Wisdom focuses us on that aspect of the side hustle. Look, a quick item on this wisdom. Over the holiday, one of my daughters-in-law was, was going to the basement to, to look for a game that we were all going to play as a family. And I went with her because I wasn't even sure where to tell her to find what she was looking for. Um, but as we were walking through the basement, I, I reminded her that the one section of the basement is casino gifts. Everything in it was a casino gift. And that if she saw something that was useful, she should just help herself. She's still getting to figure me out. She hasn't been my daughter-in-law that long. Um, and, and so I just wanted to remind her. And I, she's like, wait, you don't need this cooler? And look, I assured her we didn't need it. It wouldn't be in that part of the basement if we needed it. Everything there just belonged to the family. And if there was anything that was going to bet, she should just help herself. She did. The family benefited. This casino wisdom reminds us to make little small benefits like that possible while we enjoy the the rest of the things the food and the the travel and and the hotels and all that kind of stuff casino wisdom 74 reminds us that if a casino has an app we should be using that app and i could probably do 20 minutes on this but i won't at least i'm not planning on we'll see i guess if we get to the next paragraph we'll know that uh that i'm i'm not going to do 20 minutes this is on my mind because of how much apps helped me stay organized and on top of things and monitor my points and all of that when I was in Las Vegas to know what was going on and what was available. And I was surprised at over the course of three, four days, how often new things popped up there. And then this weekend, we actually had apps pop up reminders of things we didn't know were available to us while we were on the property, literally in real time. I mean, at one point, Mrs. TRG said, well, that's the reason we have an app. We wouldn't have even known about that. And she's absolutely right. Give yourself every possible tool to use in this side hustle. Apps are one of those tools. If you heard me say this three, four months ago and you didn't do it, maybe this is the new thing for the new year for you. To take the time to download those apps, figure out how to do the login, explore them a little bit, see what they have to offer, and start including them as a tool in what you do. <laughs> casino wisdom number 81 and i'll be honest folks it's casino wisdom number 81 because i graduated in 1981 and this is one of my favorites a b c always be casinoing and to show you how much this is a part of what we do after the holiday after a three-day four-night uh casino ramble 
What did we do? We had a short family meeting. We printed out calendars, both personal and casino calendars, and we kind of laid out the, the major pieces of the next two months of casino gambling. What trip does this part of the family want to take? What trip does this family want to take? Mrs. TRG wrote in a couple weekends that she'd like to spend away that are doable on her teaching schedule. My son said, hey, Dad, why don't we do this here? If you've got this, I've got this. Why don't we do that? Now, we're look, we're not literally always casinoing. We're working. We're spending time with family. We're worshiping. We're, we're doing all of those things. But our side hustle is in the mix in some way most of the time. Planning, prepping, reviewing results. Those are all aspects of doing this as well as it can be done. Finally, and I hope to bring you some big news on this in the next few weeks. I, hopefully, maybe as soon as next week. We'll see how things go. Casino wisdom number 99. If you don't know your numbers, you don't know your gambling. This is so in focus for me right now. I started this podcast dedicated to accuracy and as much transparency as possible, which meant more diligent record keeping was going to be part of the podcast. I never imagined that as a result, I would develop a process that provides real-time analytics on the casino floor quickly and easily. And that's what we tested out this past weekend. Fingers crossed, I'll tell you more about it very soon. It's really easy, really, really useful. I didn't plan the ramble this week. Mrs. TRG did that, but we did ramble. Let's do the travel segment next. So about two weeks ago, Mrs. TRG described a New Year's trip, which is to say she, air quotes, suggested that we should visit some family a few hours south of us on our way to a My Choice property on Wednesday night and then travel further south and west a couple of hours to that Caesars property where we spent the July 4th weekend. And so we were going to celebrate New Year's there. Now, please understand, usually I start the casino planning. My wife's a school teacher, and often I suggest something during the school year, and she decides it should be a solo trip for me because she has too much going on. And she realizes that while she can't sometimes do the things she would like to do because of her job, that if I go do those things, that she'll benefit down the line. If I don't do some Caesaring without her, if I don't do some My Choice without her, then the nicer trips we take together on breaks and in the summer, the Vegases, the Atlantic Cities, the longer overnights, um, you know, a couple nights at someplace nice, those don't happen for us. Those aren't as affordable for us if we don't do the work when she's working, I'm working on the casino side of things to make sure our comps and benefits are where we want them to be. I've learned that when she describes a trip, it's because she's already looked at her schedule and this is a trip she wants to take. She's ready for a break. She's got time in her schedule to go do some casinoing, to get away from things, to get out of that teaching space mentally, get into that gambler space mentally. And that means I should implement what she has just told me we should do. Because we should do, as a couple, absolutely what her tough work schedule indicates we should do. So I put it together not like that was hard, a website, a phone call, couple things, and we're all set. So off we went. A new little lion got to meet more of the pride uh, as we did some family time, and then we made the trip down to that My Choice property I was talking about. Now, we gambled at this property once 
on our way back from 4th of July for about an hour. But we really didn't explore the property in any detail. Just quick in one table, look around, get a feel for the place, throw a few points on the books, uh, played a slot machine on the way out. I actually think if we went back and listened to that episode, um, we won a decent amount of money, about a day's pay on that, I think. I'd have to check my notes. But anyway, we were looking forward to seeing the hotel, using a partial room comp, trying a restaurant, and really seeing the casino on something other than a quick Sunday afternoon visit. Our hotel room was very nice. In fact, I shared a quick video walkthrough on Instagram so you can see what it looked like if you want. The hotel and casino were decorated not only for the Christmas holiday, but also for New Year's Eve. Trees, wreaths, balloon sculptures, the works. Uh, we had a great dinner, which we charged to the room, right, to get those tier credits, ABC. We have a casino wisdom on that. Always be casinoing, right? So that informs us. Charge it to the room, get those tier credits, and then a bonus. The waitress actually subtracted a small food comp that we didn't even know we had. It just showed up as a minus on the bill. She said, yeah, I saw that you had that this tonight, so I, I applied that. Um, the casino itself was really very nice. Look, for me... And I'm not, this isn't a complaint, this is an observation of, of objective reality. A lot of Midwest, North American casinos are fancy rectangular warehouses with a door on each end, a circular bar in the middle, and lots of, lots of gilding on the edges. Lots of fancy stuff. But they're basically rectangular warehouses. This property is not that way at all. It had all kinds of alcoves and uh, oddly shaped areas obviously on purpose obviously somebody designed it that way to to not be a rectangle with a circle in the middle in fact and i put this on instagram and if you didn't you should go see this one on instagram this was really cool they had this one slot area that was kind of an oval and it was filled with i'm assuming artificial trees like 25 30 feet tall all covered in fairy lights and different sizes and different shapes and they had murals all around this oval wall kind of surrounding everything that were various landscapes, mountains and plains and rivers. In fact, one even had dinosaurs on it. Look, it was just so different and so fun. And as I said, check it out on Instagram. I'm not, not because Instagram, because it's neat. It was neat enough and different enough that I took the time to take the video. I wanted to remember it. You, you should see it. It was really, really cool. Look, so for all the goodness, all the stuff that we liked, there was a huge negative here. For about an hour and a half after dinner, we walked the blackjack tables without finding a seat. And then we went and checked out, oh, look, that looks neat. Let's go look at that. And then we came back and we walked the blackjack tables without finding a seat. And we played a slot machine. And then we hung out at a blackjack table because this guy looked like they were about out of money, but they weren't. So then we walked around and we tried this slot machine and then we came back and we lurked some more and we roamed some more and the one floor supervisor noticed and he apologized and he said that in his opinion, young people just don't want to work and that's why the casino was where it was um, in the sense of staffing. Said, Even with apparently the casino was offering bonuses on top of normal salaries and many of the dealers just said, nah, that's okay. We're, we're going to call off. We're, so... They were drastically understaffed, and we never found a blackjack seat for either of us. Not one seat. I mean, not let alone the two seats together that we really would have preferred. We play separately sometimes. That's not a problem. We couldn't even find one seat for one of us for, for one minute, basically. Um, we lost a small amount of money on one slot machine, uh, won a little bit less on another one. Uh, the room was only partially comped. We spent money on dinner and a drink. We tipped housekeeping. 
look, we didn't really lose, but we just spent money without a chance to win. We'd really like this property to be a regular part of our mix. I mean, honestly, home casino um, once or twice a month and this property once a month would be great. They're both my choice. The hotels are different, but great. The casinos are different, but great. It would work. It would work fine. We have family in the area. So we'll probably give it another try at some point. But another visit like this one, another visit where we basically spend money to stay in a really nice hotel room and eat a really nice meal. And it'll be at least six months before we go back again. I mean, other than, oh, we're driving by, let's take a break for an hour, stretch our legs, play a slot machine. We can't spend money without a chance to play and cover our costs. That's not how this side hustle works. This is not a travel and spend money on hotels side hustle. That's not this at all. So yeah, big negative on otherwise great stuff. And a great way to start out our, our, our couple's trip nonetheless. Uh, so the next day, short little drive, couple hours south and west to that uh, Caesars property that you know we really like. It's as close right now to the full experience as we've found uh, for right now. They have room service. No room service in Vegas. They have spas. No spas in Vegas. Although Casino One Spa is open. Um, that's, that's true. So some options there, I guess. I should remember that. Other than a moment here or there during this busy holiday, Mrs. TRG and I always found seats at a blackjack table together. The limits were what Mrs. TRG likes, right? So there's a big deal. Um, once again, we only had a partial room comp because of limited hotel capacity and the holiday, but they were kind enough to cover about two-thirds of the full price advertised on the website. And they fully comped us several times in the past. I have no complaint about this at all. And you might recall that one of my goals when I went to Las Vegas earlier this month was to finish regaining diamond status, which is the third tier in the Caesar system. And I told you it would benefit us all of next year, which is to say this year. <laughs> we saved almost a third of a day's pay that would have been expenses on this trip because we no longer pay resort fees, even on the partially comped room. And that's because I reached diamond while I was in Las Vegas. Look, Caesars Rewards was very generous with the comps and the gifts. We received points to use for food, which is to say they gave us imaginary casino money in our account that we could spend then or later as we saw fit. They gave us free bets. They gave us free slot play. They did that both days of our stay. And honestly, if we had just stuck around a couple hours longer as we were getting ready to leave, they'd have happily given us more free bets, more free slot play, and a gas card. But... We weighed off the, the dollar value we expected to get out of all that versus arriving home a couple hours later and just decided we didn't want to wait. We wanted to go ahead and get on the road. The promotion didn't start till like 1 o'clock in the afternoon, and we just weren't going to do that. I'm not going to lie. I'm literally not going to lie. I'm committed to that. That's obviously just a turn of phrase. Uh, the gambling New Year's Eve was rough and not very much fun. We both just kept hitting fast, quick, negative exits, and leaving the table. I'm not sure the whole afternoon and evening I made it through a shoe to a shuffle. It, just horrible. And we did everything right. Uh, we took small losses and, and left tables and took a break in our room for food. We took some small losses and took a break to have a drink or play a slot or go look at the mountains. It, it just didn't go our way that first day. And you want it to go that way, right? You want it to go your way on New Year's Eve. This isn't a 
oh, pop in and it's Saturday night. And if we only play two tables and have some food, it was fun. We had a couple's night away. No, it's New Year's Eve. You want to win and you want to party. And we did party, but we didn't win. And we didn't force it. We stayed on plan. And in reality, we enjoyed a really, really nice New Year's Eve. And there's one more thing I want to highlight. A unique set of government rules created a unique situation and a unique benefit that was just the perfect end to my year. And if you think you hear some emotion in my voice here, you probably do hear some emotion in my voice here, if, if that comes through. The current set of government rules says no eating, drinking, or smoking on the casino floor. None. Masks all the time. If you want a sip of water, you got to leave the casino floor. There's a bar in one area that is not considered part of the casino floor. You could get a drink at that bar, carry it to a table, and enjoy it. Not that special, not that big a deal, not the emotional part. But probably because of the holiday crowds, they opened the bar in the Laurel Lounge, which is what they call their VIP lounge. And on New Year's Eve, if you had a Diamond or Seven Stars card, you could sit in a VIP lounge and enjoy a drink. One of my favorite parts of the casino experience, one that had not been available to me for nine months, was available again. And only available because I had re-earned diamond status a few weeks earlier. For me, small holiday miracle. Not going to exaggerate it. So the next day, New Year's Day, Mrs. TRG enjoyed some spa time. And I started getting our gambling back on track with a series of small wins. And I had another drink in the VIP lounge. <laughs> Couldn't pass that one up. Um, after her spa time, she joined me. And she also did some winning. And I had some bigger wins. Uh, one fun part of the day was that a drawing was announced while we were having a drink in the VIP lounge just before dinner. You entered, a, you entered the drawing by putting your card in a slot machine until it recognized who you were. Or swiping at a kiosk. So Mrs. TRG suggested that I get us another round of drinks from the bar because there was a short line, socially distanced, and she'd go take care of entering us in the drawing. So she took my card and she went to do that and I got the drinks and she didn't come back. And she didn't come back and she didn't come back and I'm starting to worry a little bit, but I don't want to give up our table. So I'm sending her a text, hey, are you okay? She is and she comes back and she tells me, that since the first machine she found to use to enter us in the drawings was one that we often play, she decided to just go ahead and play a session using TRG slot strategy El Numero Dos. What's interesting here is that several weeks ago, I was playing the same machine at another property, and I got to the point in the process where I hadn't hit a negative exit, but I dropped a fair amount of money in, and I needed to either stop or put in another $20 bill. And she was joining me late in the process, coming off a table, and she was against the additional money being added. And I said, no, no, I'm going to play the system through correctly to a positive or a negative exit. Sure enough, the very last wager, the biggest wager on the machine, I hit a nice win, a bonus round, and won enough for a positive exit with a profit that was three digits. <laughs> it wasn't just a two-digit profit. So Mrs. TRG finds herself in that situation really early because she didn't start with enough money. And she hasn't read my book. <laughs> anyway, according to her, she was just going to give up 
But she knew, I would say, play the system until it reaches an end. So she added another $20 bill. And about three bets later, she made a correct 88 cent machine minimum wager, hit a bonus, and won the major progressive jackpot on the machine over $1,100. For any of you who have not requested the book and read the book, and I understand that, it's a crazy concept. It's kind of an unbelievable proposition. One of the features of the techniques in this slot strategy is trying to pick machines and position yourself to win larger progressive wagers with smaller bets. Mrs. TRG very generously gave me credit for coaching her to her biggest slot win ever and her biggest one table or one machine personal win ever, both in the same moment. And of course, a portion of that win disappeared into wherever the money goes that I don't know about. And sometimes transparency is a one-way street, everybody. Um, We lost and spent a couple days pay on the trip. Really, a combination of pandemic challenges at the first property, limiting our gambling, and holiday extravagance pushing up our costs. But a lost and spent three-night trip nonetheless. Okay, let's adjourn to the VIP lounge and see what the final results for the final month of 2020 turned out to be. A little bit of the bubbly. Come on in. Maddie New Year. <laughs> the decorations are still up. Uh, they may still be up next week. We'll see what kind of time I have here to spend in the virtual lounge. Um, we fixed the sparkling water problem from last week. Of course, we have beer, wine. We have still water. All the best virtual bottles, including some small batch artisanal bourbons that I picked up because we were in the right area during our travels this week. It pairs well with the still water or with the handcrafted local sodas. As I mentioned last week, I'd love to buy you a drink. Love to buy you a drink. A nice pour in the Laurel Lounge was $7 this weekend. So if you're out casinoing, having a drink, take a picture of yourself or the drink or you with the drink. Post it on one of the social media platforms we're on. Tag us and shout us out. We're looking for those. And I'm hoping to be able to buy at least one listener a drink each week. We'll message you, we'll arrange for a Venmo or a PayPal payment of $7 to be delivered to you so I can buy you that drink. Likewise, if you want to buy me a drink, go to anchor.fm slash casino combat, spell combat with a K, click the support link, send me $7, whatever you're comfortable with. If it's less than that, more than that, doesn't matter. Let us know on social media what platform you prefer, what your platform of choice is. And when I buy my next drink, I'll post a picture And thank you for being the one who was generous enough to buy TRG a drink. I usually feel like the monthly results belong in the VIP lounge rather than the travel segment. Because pre-podcast, this is stuff I only shared with family and friends. And look, most of them didn't believe me anyway. But I remind you, as I almost always do, I always try to, I'm not trying to brag, guys. This is nothing. What I'm doing, this is nothing. There are many, many, many people that gamble at a much higher level and get much more elaborate comps, bigger rooms, fancier suites, all of that stuff. My intent is not here to say, oh, look, wow, I got a partial comp for New Year's Eve. I should be able to do better, quite frankly, and would do better if it wasn't a pandemic. My intent with all this is to show you my accurate results with modest sums of money because I think pretty much anyone can do this, and I want that to be you. 
And if I was me, if I was you listening to this voice on a podcast, I wouldn't follow my advice without understanding the results. I'd want some proof. And I'm not going to go as far as showing you my bank account and taking pictures of money and posting them on the internet prove nothing. Fake money is easy to come by. Prop money, I mean, not counterfeit money. Um, so I'm doing this not because I think it's a big deal. Well, I do think it's a big deal. I think it's a big deal because I think anybody can do this. And that's why I take the time to try to lay this out. Okay? That's why I'm doing this. So let's look at those December results, or December plus one day. That's what this is. Normally, the Casino Combat Week runs from Sunday to Saturday. And I like, as you know, I like to gamble by the month, not by the table, or the machine, or the day. So I've decided in this case, because of how things fell, to include Friday, January 1st, 2021, in the results for December 2020. It's a choice. Gotta make one. There is zero reason to bury the headline here. If you listened last week, if you listened this far, you've probably already concluded that we lost and spent money this month. But I think the details are interesting, so let's run down some things. We won almost a week's pay gambling at table games this month. Nice win. Nice, solid win. We won more than a day and a half's pay gambling with our own money on slot machines. And several tanks of gas worth of money from several uh, from the free slot play the profit from the free slot play in fact once again we profited just a little more than the amount they gave us that's abnormal folks that's really not the way that should work doesn't work that way on average usually you get about half of what they give you in free slot play in total we won over a week's pay eh, just a touch over but over a week's pay we received another Four days pay in comps, gifts, and money to gamble with. The gifts were a little low this month because I don't have enough activity at my local casino and my home casino, Casino 2, has been closed for several weeks. Had that property been open, the comps and gifts would have been higher. But bottom line, we have slightly less money in cash than we started the month with. By the standards of Casino Combat, this is still a winning month. We received more in value than we lost and spent. And that's the one last thing I want to talk about before we wrap up our VIP time and before we wrap up the, the episode. We spent our way into a lost and spent month this week instead of a profit after expenses. We spent our way there. We could have made different choices and finished with more cash. We won plenty of money. If it hadn't been a holiday weekend, we probably would have made different choices. But I also want to remind you that in October, we won 23 days pay after expenses. You can go back and listen to the episode. If you can't find it, email me. One of us will find it and remind you. Us deciding to spend one of those 23 days pay to enjoy the holiday, to enjoy time together, to provide some downtown for my wife, isn't exactly a crazy decision. Or I should say, we don't consider it a crazy decision, okay? We don't. This is the casino lifestyle. This is the side hustle providing that lifestyle. We wanted to be away at a casino for a holiday weekend. We wanted to eat the room service and go to the spa and do those things. Let me lay this out for you in quick detail. You can decide if this is crazy, and let me make you a hypothetical offer. 
I spent four nights, five days at a major resort on the Las Vegas Strip this month. I enjoyed two fine dining meals and ran up a decent bar tab with tip while enjoying football on a Sunday morning. I paid for airfare, four cab rides. I paid for drinks, tips, a variety of minor meals and expenses that just occur normally when you travel. I spent an additional night in a regional hotel, again with meals, drinks, and tips. My wife and I spent three nights in two great hotels for a New Year's Eve trip, eating room service, going to restaurants, and Mrs. TRG enjoyed a spa treatment. Even with the holidays, even with time for family and friends and worship, I lived a casino lifestyle for a third of the month, 10 days out of 31, living my life in a casino. If I had offered you that lifestyle at the beginning of the month, for just less than a day's pay, would you have taken my offer? Heck, if I had offered you and a significant other a three-night New Year's Eve trip, minus the Vegas stuff, just the New Year's Eve piece, a nice hotel, nice meals, room service, tips, spa treatment, and whatever gambling and drinking you want to do, one day's pay, would you have paid the money and enjoyed the experience? Would you have thought I was offering you a great deal? Obviously, I don't know your answer. But I would have. My nearby Holiday Inn wanted what we lost and spent this month just to spend the night in a room on New Year's Eve. Just that. So this seems like a great deal to me. This is a tremendous deal. But here's the great thing. If that is an offer you would take, if you'd like to live 10 days out of 31 in a casino, and all the rest of it, the meals, the spa, the everything, just use Casino Combat. Just use Casino Combat. Just use what I've given you. And I don't mean pat me on the back. I'm meaning here, here. Merry Christmas, Happy New Year's. Do Casino Combat in the new year. Build your own side hustle. It's all you have to do. And if you run into some snags, I'm right here to help. I'll back you up with three, day, three decades of experience and months of documented success. So this brings us to the part where I tell you the number of casino chips if you're playing the casino chip game. There are 12 in this episode, including a few we haven't gotten to yet. But if you want to play, the details are in episode 22. There were 12 you could find here. And I'm going to stop just for one second. I'm going to take 30 seconds more of your time. Well, it's me. Two minutes of your time. It has come to my attention, thanks to our friends at ESPN, that a quarterback in the National Football League, a young man named Baker Mayfield of the Cleveland Browns, has stolen my gimmick. He has infringed on my gimmick, and I really don't like it. This guy, after I already started doing the casino chip thing, the little pop culture references, pop culture references, not pot culture references, he started doing the same thing. He started putting lines from movies and uh, songs and that kind of stuff into his interviews after games and the, the day after games when they interview the quarterback. Like somebody would say to him, so on this play in the third quarter, Baker, why did you throw the ball away when you could have tried to squeeze it in over here? And he goes, well, you know, when it comes to passes like that, you can't go chasing waterfalls. And he puts a TLC song. Into his thing. I'm really not happy that Baker Mayfield of the Cleveland Browns decided he can just steal my gimmick and start using, you know, song lyrics and parts of movies and that kind of stuff as part of his interviews. Okay, sorry. Rant done. 
That was more than 30 seconds. Thank you for your time. I appreciate it. Tip your waitresses, tip your bartenders, tip your dealers. They really need our help right now. I have spoken. Everything you heard here is true from a certain point of view. It's time for leaving, and I hope you understand I was born a rambling man. If you have questions, send them to questions at casinocombat.com. If you have techniques to share, send them to what I do at casinocombat.com. Don't forget, we spell combat with a K. Love it, hate it, it don't matter. Please share with your family and friends. Goodbye, everyone.